Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes, and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. Wow. And uh, welcome back, buddy. Thank you. Uh, Something I just realized, the new format that we're using here does not... When you used to do something really loud when Mm -hmm. we were using Discord, it would cut you out. Like, it would... would, There was a clipping thing. So, like, when you would do the clap in the beginning or if you would say, like, woo, or do something real loud, you would just... I wouldn't hear you. I've heard everything so far, and it's, oh. it's magic. I wonder if because there was a noise gate. I mean, I put noise gate on some of the stuff here, but I wonder if it's sure. not transferred over through the thing that we're using now, so that may be the thing. I wonder, yeah. I better so, not fart, because you'll probably hear it now. <laughs> you had, you did have your noise gate set to fart. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like, no farts. The frequency of fart. Yeah. Welcome to the frequency of fart. <laughs> That's going to be our uh, Friday night podcast. Frequency of fart, or that'll yeah. just be like our our autobiography about my get podcast, the frequency of fart. You know, <laughs> it's the unofficial, uh, yeah, biography. Uh, check out for pre-order on Amazon now. It'd be great. Yes. <laughs> Portugal. You can go to redbubble.com to pick up a copy right? of that. Yeah. There you go. Woo! Uh, for those of you who are listening, that I, I, needs to be a design. I'm gonna go ahead and commission someone from the community to create a frequency of fart and we're going to, I would wear a shirt that had that. Ooh, that's actually really cool. I like that. Yeah, Frequency of fart. As you know, Justin, uh, you weren't here last week. So I, I, I did the best that I could actually didn't use my sandboard nearly hardly at all, actually. Uh, but I was worried because I don't have the full fart library that you do. I did have three. I had the very important ones. I had, I had the emergency fart. It actually reminds me, is that shit on right now? I should probably go make sure that. That's probably a good question. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering too, because you haven't busted that soundboard or that voice mod out in a long time. Cause yeah. Because it, it would always crash and then my yeah. audio would die and it was super frustrating and it bums me out because um, I want to do that for the game that I'm thinking. Oh my God. Yeah. Way to go, Doug. I was past Doug was the head of the game. He was like, let's turn all that shit off so we don't have any trouble. So. <laughs> Way to go, past Doug. I checked the sounds when you said fart. Thank you, Jared. Jared's always on this, you know? This guy's got our back. This guy does not fuck around. He he knows what's going on. I don't care what Slotty says about you. You're a good guy, Jared. Yeah. Um, but if you're just listening, uh, you should check us out on twitch.tv slash podcast. I just did a new format, a new layout, a new overlay for the for the podcast. I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about it. You know, it's more Justin and I. And less of just the vacant space that exists. Yeah. So it's it's cool. It's cleaner, fuller. I like it. Um. So yeah. Check us out there. Drop a drop a like. Follow us, and you'll get notified whenever we go live. 
come hang out with us live stream be pretty cool but um yeah man i missed you last week but i i a big shout out to old wolf's lore uh that and then he, he filled the role man that, he was cool beautiful beautiful human uh stopped by and uh was a wonderful guest host had a great conversation and uh i'm, I'm very thankful that he could come in and do <laughs> man everyone's giving you shit in the chat They're like who is this justin guy he is sus everyone's like oh yeah we should put the names up there because i don't know who is this james who is this who is this other guy he missed one week gang one week <laughs> My goodness. I'll say this to Zinni. Uh, you've been in this chat for quite some time now, and Jared made that like pages ago as I'm scrolling. So uh, let's go. Come on. Hello, be on she, top. Jeffy. You're going to give me shit. Just be on top of it. Hi, Jeffy. That's a good uh, fake name for you, Jeffy. Jeffy? I'll be Jason. I'll be whatever. You just tell me who you want me to be. Yeah. I'll be whoever you want me to be. Be what you want me to be. Just, all you got to do is just sub, and I'll be whatever you want me to be. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, just give us a little subby sub. Just smash that sub button and I'll be anyone you want me to be oh yeah yeah he's back god I missed you <laughs> um but before we get into anything let's get let's get the basics out of the way the way let's get the you are excited that I'm I am back. excited I yeah you yeah. want to do some uh housekeeping yeah that's right that's right Let's get this done and out of the way because we got so much shit to talk about. I don't want to waste any time. So first things first, if you don't already, check us out on Spotify, wherever you can get your podcast. But we are available on Spotify. Go check us out there. Apple Podcasts, uh, Samsung, Whittly Doos. Apparently uh, Amazon Music now. Amazon Music. Uh, we're all that sort of stuff. But definitely check us out on Spotify if you don't already. We do exist there. Secondly... Uh, you should come join our Discord family. Uh, we got a new person that joined us last week who was wonderful. Uh, a, 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 good, a good friend of Wolf's joined us, Almighty Crit. Happy to have them join the, the family. You can join the family too. Just over to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. In our about section, you'll see a little banner that says Discord. Just click on those words that say Discord. The invite will take you right over to our Discord family where you get to meet the cool people like Jared, Benny, Wolf, Noah, all the cool people, um, and we hang out. Uh, Zenny's our, our resident nine gag meme uh, curator. It's always I always love waking up to all the wonderful memes that she's posted. Jared usually joins in on that as well. We've got all sorts of fun channels. We've got a D&D channel. We've got a memes channel. We've got a recipes channel. Uh, we've got uh, a looking for groups. So if you're looking to game up with some real cool people, we do that often, which is great. Um, all sorts of stuff. And you can also get involved with the podcaster. We've got a Ask Practical Doug channel, merch ideas, throwdown suggestions, all that sort of stuff. You know, it's all living right there in our Discord. So come hang out with us. Come join us. It's, it's a really good time. Next up, check us out at redbubble.com. Uh, go head on over there for all of your merch needs. Just uh, type in Mind Gap Podcast, all one word, uh, in, in your search function. You'll find our site. And, and I think through the 21st, I can get that right, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, do we have deals? Steals there is a deal. That is not the right. Uh, uh, Redbubble.com. You ever do that where you type in a website wrong once and for the rest of your life, your internet browser's like, oh, did you want this fucked up site? Because you're going to get it. Like, cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 
through October 21st. Porn HUD for me now. It'll never go correct. Yeah, apparently I typed in Redbubble with three Bs once, and now it takes me to some horrific site whenever I try to type in Redbubble. But <laughs> if you go to redbubble.com, uh, use the code SHOPEARLY, and you can get anywhere between 20 to 60% off site-wide through October 21st. So this podcast launches on 21st. It's a Thursday. Get to it, man. Head oh. over to redbubble.com. Oh. Get over there, save yourself 20 to 60% off on all that good stuff. Uh, pick yourselves up something nice. We've got, you know, two logo designs. We've got the I Will Haunt Your Butt design. Get yourself a t-shirt, mug, travel mug, backpack, uh, uh, hoodies. We got all sorts of shit there. So do yourself a favor. Shop early. Don't, don't worry. Get your stuff done now. Get yourself a gift now for Christmas. The supply chain problem is real. Right. Just, just help is. yourself out. Earn something you know, good. and while you're at it, you're on the set already. You may as buy, you may as well buy one for your grandma. Mm-hmm. You may as well buy one for your cousin. Mm-hmm. You know that next door neighbor that sometimes watches your cat when you go out in long trips. Get one for everyone. You don't need to go to all these websites and grab all. So what do I get this? Per- it's right there for you. We got yeah. all sorts of stuff. Get a coffee mug. Get a clock. Whatever you need, it's there. There, go check it out. Uh, do yourself a favor. Jared just said we should have a channel that is just for telling Justin we miss him. I think that would be great. The I miss you, I'm Justin channel. Be great. I'm into it. Be awesome. Well, last but not least, I said already, but head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. We stream our podcast episodes every Tuesday live at 8 p.m. Central. And I also host a video game live stream on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. Last week, we busted out the new Jackbox Party Pack 8. It was a lot of fun, except for one game, which I think kind of sucked. It really just drug everything down. It was like kind of a trivia game, but then the design of it was weird. You do like three questions, and then you do this stupid spinning thing. And we had two randos join, and then they left immediately, so we had to sit through their turns like the whole time. And it was oh, just like, close. and just <laughs> even them not doing anything, they still earned points. And it was just, it was really obnoxious. And at one point, I was like, can we just fucking kill this game and move on to something else? But um, there was another game called Job Job, which was, boy, was that fun. Uh, Good. The, the, the whole conceit of it was uh, you're going in for a job interview and you get that. They will give you a couple of prompts, like something simple, like explain to a explain like to a child what a parking ticket is. And you have like 400 characters and you type it out. And the more words you type, the better. So you answer these prompts. And then based on how you answered those they will give those wor- you words from someone, and based on the words that they gave you, you will then have to take those words and craft an answer to a question. As if it's like, you just saw Jeffy stealing paper from the supply room. How do you respond? And you all you have are the words that people type to different responses to then craft your own response. And boy, did it get filthy real fast. <laughs> boy. I only imagine. With the with the community that we have, it does not surprise me in the least. Yeah, it was yeah. it was very very fun. <laughs> it was very enjoyable, very silly, very raunchy. It was it was a oh, good time. I wish I could have joined you guys. Yeah, it I was know great. I, I would, and I apologize. Something came up, and I was totally unable fine. to attend. But uh, you know, I uh, I will do everything in my power to be there next time that you guys play that one. What's great about that that those games too is that like there's an audience section. So if you want to sort of play along and yeah. just vote for things, you can. It's it's really it's a really cool. That's what I love about Jackbox is it's very inclusive of of people. So um, Jill has already RSVP'd 
for the next one. So she's nice. like, I'm there. So she nice. was bum. She was, she was, yeah, she was, she's, I asked, I told her, I go, you know, people were wondering if wine Jill is going to be showing up. She's like, that can happen. So <laughs> sure. She goes, I just need to know, I just need enough notice. And she goes, next time you do it, let me know. I'll be there. I was like, cool. So, so, uh, hopefully I'm going to try and do that more frequently. I haven't done that game yeah. as much, but maybe, uh, maybe next month. Maybe we'll probably do it like once a month. We'll do a Jackbox sure. uh, get together. Like great idea. So we'll bust that out. Plus there was one game we didn't get to just because we ran out of time. So, but it'll, it'll be a good time. So long story short, come check us out at twitch.tv slash mindgap podcast for all of your live streaming needs for podcast and video games. A good time. Uh, yeah. So excited. All right. Housekeeping is taken care of. Done. Let's start the show off with <laughs> Jared says day drunk. Jared could be there too. Awesome. That's all. Why all not? I want to know. Yeah. Uh, Justin, where, yeah. what were you up to, man? Tell us what, what do you, where you been? What you been doing? I, uh, my wonderful wife, Beth, uh, for my birthday that was back in July, booked me a, uh, an Airbnb, a four day getaway with, it's a solo trip, just myself. And so I'm constantly with, you know, with my nine to five with, you know, to two estate with mind gap with everything else. I've, I'm always going, I've got something I'm working on. I've got 20 different conversations going with, you know, that many people. And she was like, you need to get away and just unplug and do nothing. I have no responsibilities, no nothing. And so she booked me a four day getaway up in uh, Michigan. It was called Norton shores, Michigan. Uh, and it's just above uh, grand Haven. Um, and it was, it was right near the lake. And I just sat and I did, uh, I mean, it did a lot, but I did nothing, which was amazing. So I got up there on a Monday and I went on a hike right away uh, in one of their national parks up there. Fucking gorgeous. That Michigan's national parks make Illinois' national parks look like sandboxes. Like they're, they're just stunning up there. Absolutely stunning. So I went on a hike on Monday uh, went on a hike on Tuesday. On Wednesday, I kicked the day off by doing, I did two hours of kayaking just by myself uh, in the morning. Just kicked, started the morning off that way. Came back, did some riding, ate some lunch, uh, and then went on another hike. And just, I spent so much time outdoors. And uh, I had a couple, it was great because when you, when you allow yourself to get out and unplug and just kind of let your mind drift, and we've talked about this in the podcast before. That's where creativity comes from. Oh, I can't hear you. Doug, I can't hear you. Oh, no. Oh, there we no. go. How about now? Oh, there we go. God. Yes, now I can hear you. I was like, man, we jinxed it before. We were talking about how it didn't work. Did you hear me? Oh, yeah. I heard you just fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got real worried because I'm like, mm -mm, Doug's not saying anything. Nope, we're good. Problem solved. Um, <laughs> But no, like what, what I found what was interesting was like we've talked about it before is when you uh, uh, a lot of we have talked about where we think creativity is kind of stifled now because you, no one's ever bored anymore. Yeah. No one ever sits and just thinks or or stares off into space or whatever. everyone's constantly pulling their phone out or they're talking with someone or doing something. So again, in the in those two hours that I spent just floating on the water, like I had so many ideas come in and. I was the uh, feature that Drew and I are working on. There was this scene that I couldn't, I couldn't break the scene and the answer came in and I was just like, this is amazing. Just 
getting away and getting away from everyone and all the responsibility is just it's renewing man it's fucking amazing it's it's the fucking best man like that's one of the reasons why i love walking in the morning amongst other things like i i have to do it because my dog um (laughs) but like i love that like that's when i listen to a lot of podcasts um Mm -hmm. that's when you know there's all sorts of stuff like i I, sometimes like i find myself like thinking about other things and not paying attention to the podcast i'm like oh this is when i need to shut it off i used to be like nope God, I'm just gonna finish this. I'm like, nope, you're not listening, so just turn it off. And that's yeah. that's what I've done. Uh, but yeah, I, that's where I think of like story ideas, and I'm working something out. Like it's the best. I love it. It so, really is. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm like, I, I came across. I told you the other day. I came across as it was, and it was coming from the city. You don't, you just don't see this. I, you you walk by maybe some geese, you know, in Grant Park, but I came across this flock of like twenty swans. These big gorgeous white pearl white swans and i just i stopped paddling and i just floated and we all kind of just stared at each other for like five minutes and it was amazing and i'm like this is very very low-key nature but it was still being immersed in nature it was very cool so that's awesome uh, it was it was a blast man i highly recommend it and i will be uh i will be something i'll be doing a little bit more regularly i think because well you know me i've i've never been this is where you and I differ. You love being solo. You love being on your own and just letting yourself do whatever you want to do. Never have I ever been good on my own. I'm always looking for a friend to hang out with or someone to talk to, something to do. And so it's very uncomfortable for me to do this. But when you're forced to do it, when someone buys it for you as a gift, you know, it makes you do it. And I, I realized, man, it has its fucking benefits. For sure, man. It, Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very much okay with my alone time. Like, yeah. it's my dad was a hermit, and I've inherited those uh, those those genes. I've yeah. I'm extremely comfortable with my own. Um, yeah, uh, probably to a fault. I've gotten better over the years, but at one point, like early on in Joe and I's relationship, we broke up for a summer, and <gasps> part of it was because I don't know. I just needed some time to myself, but because I wasn't emotionally mature, I just yeah. went into a hole for uh, four days, turned off my phone, and for four days, I just hung out by myself and read uh, The Shining Sounds by amazing. Stephen King, which is like yeah. a perfect book. And I just was like, for four days, I'm like, I'm, I didn't go anywhere. I ate, I cooked in my house, I, did, I just yeah. didn't do anything. And then finally, like, turned on my phone, and just all sorts of messages from Jill, like, where the fuck are you? And I was just like... <laughs> I didn't have a good answer. I was just like, I just wanted to be alone. She's like, for four days? You couldn't tell right. me what was going on? I was like, be alone. It's so funny how different it is now, though, because I was thinking that. like, my The true intention of me going up there was to fully unplug and to not have any access to social media. Or, like, I, I was like, I'm really going to go off the grid. But then I realized that, uh, you know, I, I'm in a city I don't know. I need GPS. I need to be able to, you know, call or order some food do so so like i did need to be connected and it was just interesting like how i feel like it's getting harder and harder to truly go off the grid like that you know without without just straight up deleting every app that you have on your phone just turning your phone off for four days is it's not really an option anymore at least and i'm sure it absolutely is and i'm probably being dramatic but it really does feel like you almost can't get away with doing that anymore well i feel like there's um 
there's different things you can do, right? Like you can turn on airplane mode and you know, you can set this stuff. Cause I mean, look, the phone is useful. That only does so much though. It's true. That's true. And I think a lot of that too comes down to, um, some discipline, you know, definitely not implying you're not disciplined at all or anything like that. Please imply. It's just, it's, it's one of those things where, um, you know, I love just setting it down somewhere and then, you know, walking away from it, you know, leave it on, but just be like, man, it's weird. Yeah. Just being like, cool. I'm going to go do something else. You know, (laughs) slotty goes, that was such an implication, not implying anything. Um, I'm, you know, I don't have a lot of willpower with some of them. Yeah. Um, but I am absolutely thrilled. You got to do that. Um, you know, I've, I've had some vacations recently. I've gone to Michigan or Wisconsin. And just had some time just to chill and relax. Yeah. It's been awesome. Like being able to actually get away and do some writing or whatever you want to do. Yeah. I'm glad you got to. I it was funny because as I was coming back to drop the car off uh on Thursday when I got back into the city, like I got stuck in traffic and then, you know, I had pedestrians that were like jumping out, out of nowhere. And I had this thought, fuck everything i'm go i just want to go back to the woods like it got so comfortable being around almost nobody and it was just like coming back into the city was even in four days was like a culture shock it was it was bizarre yeah yeah that's awesome man i yeah i think it's something we don't prioritize enough so um you know that 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 amount of time to sort of just get away and i I, it's funny because if you would have asked me this like even like five years ago dude we should go up to michigan and like, just, you know, no, I'd be like, why pre Natalie, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Like, I don't have any reason. Just <laughs> Jill was just telling me recently. She was like, oh man, it'd be so great. You know, uh, or it was years ago. She goes, we should go out to the Pacific Northwest and we can go to Seattle and Portland. And I was like, why do we know anyone up there? What, are, <laughs> what are we going to do? Right. I was like, just walk around. And I just, I just wasn't in the mindset to, to consider yeah. even doing that. And, she, and then now I was like, yeah, it'd be kind of fun. We could take Natalie. Cause a lot of it's around Natalie. Like what would be fun to do with Natalie? You know, what experiences can we get her? Which I think is really important um, for most of the things. So yeah. Wolf goes, how dare you? Hey man, I'm open to it now. But years, years ago, I'd be like, why? It ain't Disney yeah. world, you know? <laughs> Well, and that's the thing too, I think in my, back when I was in college and stuff, my friend group then was, would never even really want to go out into the city and do anything. It was always just why, why have experiences? That's stupid. Yeah. And as, as we're older, I feel like you've, Beth really helped pull me into that. And I feel like you're with Natalie, you're, you know, you recently got pulled into that too. Yeah. Is that, well, why not? Yeah. Go, go to a city you don't know and just walk around. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Now you've been to that city. Everyone yeah. that's like. Oh yeah, I, you know, I've been to here or there and everywhere. Now you can say that you've been there too and you you might meet someone cool or find a new favorite restaurant. I yeah. can tell you in Ann Arbor, Michigan, there's the best sandwich shop on the face of the earth is up there. How did yeah. I know that? We just walked around. Yeah, I mean, you know? and, and not to mention like they're talking to the chat. This is a great opportunity to meet some other mind gap folks around the country, you know? There you go. It's right. like, "Hey, yeah. you know, I mean, full disclosure, I have a work trip coming up uh and what? at one point they were strongly considering Seattle. And the first thing I thought of was like, I'm pretty sure Tint and Wolf live in Seattle. I was like that immediately. It was like, well, if we go there, I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm going to go, you know, meet up with those guys. Um, 
we're, yeah. we're not going there. We're going somewhere else. But I was like, yeah, man, like, yeah, I get excited where I'm like, who's around? Because it would be cool to, to meet up with some folks, which would be really, really fun. So, for sure, yeah. Absolutely. And as cool, as great a time as I had when I came back, I, th- I, I thought of this as a sign. So yesterday I was, you know, was we recording this on Tuesday. Yesterday was Monday, first day back after a week off. And I had this wonderful, just magical experience. And I'm moving stuff off my desk to make room to set up my work computer. And I moved a pile of papers, Doug, a pile of very manly, ruggish thing to do and threw out my back. Oh, no. I went hiking. I went kayaking. I was doing all these outdoors things. I came home. I started moving papers off my desk and my back my back went out and I was like, my back hurts, my back hurts, my back hurts, my back hurts. That's a throwback. Only three people in the world know that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, if this isn't a sign that I, uh, I don't need to work at this job anymore and I just need to be outside. I was like, that's, <laughs> that's a pretty, to me, I was like, I get it. I hear you forces of the universe. I get it. I make that such a priority um, yeah. to get up throughout the day. Like I, I, I try to walk at least I walk in the morning and I try to walk over lunch. Just, I, I've realized how bad just sitting in my chair all day is. It kills my hips. It kills my lower back. It's not good. So I try to be as, I try to move as much throughout the day. Cause I think back all the times where I was just in this chair all day. It's it's funny because like, I'm a psycho now about tracking just my activity. Like you you are, I, I've, I'm almost ashamed to admit it, but I I got an Apple watch like, yo, look at you, Doug. But I did it for fitness because like it tracks so many things that I want to track. And for if you're wondering. I see the watch. Fucking Uh, got my fitness goals for the day, motherfuckers. Um, Yeah, I, I, I got this because I was like, it's so great to track just what it is I'm doing and sleeping and things like that it's it's been really important to me and one of those things is like you know you know you can set goals for are you moving at least three minutes every hour just to move around it tracks that for you it tracks the minutes that you spend working out it tracks the calories that you burn throughout the day and it's just giving it's empowering me with data so that like i know like what I'm doing and it keeps track of it. And I've gotten kind of psycho about the metrics of things like that. I got a, a scale. Again. I got a scale that connects to my Bluetooth and records like all oh, that stuff no. every day, yeah. which is like, I'm like, Hey, this is good. I need to know this so I can kind of track my progress and things. Sure. And for the record, um, using the center app, by the way, still love it. Um, I last night was just kind of going through like, Every week, it kind of goes like, you know, Monday through Sunday of like setting up, like I go through my food and everything like that. Like what I'm planning my meals and just seeing what the workouts were. And I've been doing this intermediate weightlifting uh, routine and uh, I was clicking through something. I just, I happened to click on the, on the, um, the programs button. I was like, oh, what's this? And it was like, I don't know the name of the program I was doing, but this one was like, this is center power. I'm like, what's center power? It's like, do you want to do the program that Chris Hemsworth did? I'm like, oh, what, wait, what? What's this one? I do. It's like, are you ready to stop being a pussy? You ready to do the real man stuff? And I was like, huh? What? I was looking through it. It's like, it's like, oh, this is a real weightlifting program. Are you ready? You ready, Doug? And I was like, is it uh, I guess... I guess I'll start doing this. 
it's like a full-on 10-week program yeah. of like three weeks you do this three weeks you do this three weeks you do this and then you get like an off week where you're still doing stuff and i've done i did the first two workouts this week holy shit <laughs> a little bit different huh holy shit like i looked yeah. at everything i did like when i started lifting in may until when i started doing this in september i was like okay that was one phase and then for like the last five or six weeks i've been doing this weight program which is good now i'm like okay now we're getting started like that was all warm up to sure. this and sure. yesterday was chest and today was legs and i was like fuck me like this is this is That's no awesome. joke this is no That's joke awesome. But I feel really good at like I was doing it. Good. I was like, God damn, like and it, they're like 30 to 35 minutes. That's it. But that's the thing that blows ooh. my mind. And I don't want to go too far down and make this the, the fitness podcast again. But yeah, the thing that blows my mind about these is that in my head, I've always had it that if you're not doing, you know, an hour and a half to two hours a day, you're not fucking working out. you got to spend your day in the gym. And these these workouts, some of them are like 50 minutes or something like But of the vast majority are like 25 to 35 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, that is not a lot of commitment. Yeah. You can do that. Well, that's also what for me, I'm like, oh, this is so easy to do. Like, <laughs> as far as like committing time to it, I'm like, fuck yeah. And honestly, like the hour and a half to two hour, like in one session, that's for like elite athletes. Like that's not, yeah, yeah. you know. That's for the rock. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like that guy is yeah. going to be doing that shit. And for me, it's, it, this is perfect. Plus I also work into it. I, I walk at least five miles a day like yeah. just from I, the two walks that i do plus whatever i'm doing just moving throughout the day so um but yeah dude uh i was pissed yesterday because i just got back into it after my week off yeah and my I, got, I did my workout in the morning and then i came in showered got everything ready i started moving shit back went out i'm like god damn it i was so ready to get back into this Motherfucker. uh <laughs> yeah so i'm i'm excited to see feeling great this, they said if you start, I started at the intermediate level, but like if you start a beginner and you do this program to a T, you will see drastic results in seven to eight months. And I was like, shit. All right. I was like, let's see where we are after 10 weeks. I did that. I did that. I calculated out. I was like, if I don't miss anything by the end of the year, I will finish the, this, this intermediate program of 10 weeks. I'm like, all right, let's see where we get. Let's see where we get. In 10 weeks and it is wild ladies and gentlemen it is a wild and i love every second of it it is oh, intense man. weightlifting it's exactly what i want it to be it's six days a week two of which are optional but i'm gonna do them because i'm fucking in it to win it so do it yeah i'm excited so that's awesome man yeah i'm excited for you yeah so I'm excited to watch this journey unfold uh yeah me too i'm curious to see what will happen but i'm also curious because uh, we ended last week's podcast with Wolf with a dilemma that was posed by Slotty. It was it was a little time travel dilemma. And okay. I want to revisit again with you because as Wolf and I were breaking it down, I was like, I would I can't not have this conversation with Justin. Like I have to get his take on this because this is this was it's it's just too good. It's too good. Yeah. So now, for full transparency, I have not listened to last week's episode, so nice. I don't know where you stand on this. I don't know where anyone... So, Good. I'm coming into this fresh. All right, cool. So, here is the question. The question is, and apologies for, for revisiting this, but fuck all you. This is about Justin to me. So, here's the deal. <laughs> You've got 
a pill in each hand. And your left hand is a red pill. And when you take this pill, you restart your life at the age of 10 with all the knowledge that you have now. In your other hand, you have a blue pill. If you take this, you jump to 45 years old with $50 million in the bank. Based on that information, which pill would you take and why? Okay. So we're going to talk this through. Talk me through it, baby. So <clears throat> as I was thinking about, as I was pondering this, um, my initial gut reaction, and I was very certain that I was going to go this way uh, until right now when you started, when you asked it to me again, and I was like, oh, wait a second, something I hadn't thought about. So I got to talk this through with you. My initial reaction when I was super certain yesterday was to take the red pill, go back to when I was 10 with the knowledge that I have up to this point. Now, the reason, well, let me ask you a qualifying question with that. Do I go back to 1993? You go back. Am I, am I 10 years old now? You go back to when you were 10 years old. So you go okay. back to 1993. Got it. Okay, cool. Then I would do this. So initially I was like, done doing that. That's what it is. And the reason being, I'm like, I could have so much more than 50, $45 million so, or whatever it was, $50, 50 million. My God, like, just be like, hey, mom, dad, I'd like to, uh, you know, I'd like to invest. I'm curious about this. Let's buy, I don't know, let's buy this thing, Apple. And then just sit, you know, like, there's so many things that you could do to game that. Uh, knowing what you're interested in now and starting that journey back then. And just, there's so many different things that could set you on a path to set yourself up to, holy God. And you've got all that extra time again, you know, and you don't have to make the same mistakes that you made. There are definitely things in my life that I would love to retcon and I would get the chance to do it. I'd be like, mm -mm, we're saying no to this thing because that was a bad idea. And to this day, you still think back and it haunts you. Um, now, I was very certain of that, but that being said, there's no guarantee that if you, if, if you do that, uh, you know, this podcast probably wouldn't exist. I wouldn't be married to my wife. I would never have met, you know, drew to there's, there's a good chance that all of that other, all the stuff that's good in my life would be completely different or would not have happened. So I had not thought of that uh, when I was because I was always thinking about was the financial returns. I'm like, oh, my God, like I could go back and I could I could make, you know, 10 times the amount of money that I would have at 45. So with that, I am now in a I'm way less confident than I was. I'll say that. OK. Um, now, with those explanations, you said that you thought you would you knew how I was going to go. Did you in my explanations or in my thinking through thus far, am I on track with where you thought I was going? You've checked some boxes. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add a couple more boxes. I don't think okay. you've fully taken into consideration. Mm. So. Bring them on. So part of the thing is the initial thought is like, oh, yeah, I'll just go back in time. I'll invest in Amazon and life will be great. Sure. But what you don't realize is that you will be a child who is now oh. trying to convince your parents to invest in something. And Absolutely. somehow you have this knowledge and i wouldn't listen to my child who was 10 years old it's like dad you gotta invest in this thing but if your child came to you and just said hey they were talking about 
stocks and stuff. Could we invest a hundred dollars in something? And then when they see that pay off in dividends, then you start like I I I thought about that last night too. It's and possible. I, was like, I feel like you could start. You have the time. You could start low, and get them and work it in there. I would not be able to convince my parents of doing. It. I'll tell you that right now. There's no okay. way in hell I would have been able. My my financially, it was a different. Okay. My parents, no way, no how would they have ever listened to me do that. So that would have been 100% off the hill. Something else to consider. If you go back to when you're 10 years old, you have all the knowledge that you have now, but you are 10. You are 10 years old. You have a okay. bedtime. You cannot drive. You have all these experiences and you have to go, Justin, you're starting in fifth grade again. And you have to go back to school again. True. True. But let me counter that. Let okay. Just counter that Please. With... with if I have the knowledge of a 38-year-old, I'm pretty sure I can figure out how to sneak out. I'm pretty sure I can outsmart. Because you got to think, are your parents about that age? Are you coming into this with the knowledge of someone older than your parents? Probably. Or you're, are they, they, they're I, rough, you're roughly the same age. It's I'd far say. too much math for me to do. But, Which is probably why you should go back, Justin, because you'll go through those math classes again. You'll get another chance, you know, right. get another chance to go through it. But I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. so your your objective would be to skip school all the time? Oh, yeah. There's no way you get away with that. I've done it, Doug. Okay, I've done perpetually? Yeah. You're going to have to get grades, Justin. I'll figure it out. You won't have a transcript? You're just somehow going to be like, you'd have to go through fifth grade, junior high, high school, all over again. But, but with what you have now, you'll have to right. deal with homecoming, prom, like right. all that bullshit. And you knew how it went before. And my God, wouldn't you love to game the system and change it? I would be bored how out of my fucking mind, Justin. I would be so would be bored. To, dude, you could run some sort of like you could become the king of whatever school you were at. You, you know, Whoopity do. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, the king I'm of Kirksville saying. high school. Whoopity right. Evan, hasn't that always been a dream of yours? No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> I would have to go back. Have fun with it. I, and it's just the idea of all of the freedom that I have now would get just yeah. ripped away from me. True. And I would true. be back in this 10 year old body. just going to fucking fifth grade. Having to sit through all this, having to right. talk to fifth graders. With all the knowledge that I have now, trying to create those social connections, I'd be like, what the fuck are we doing here? You know? Well, that, well here's an interesting, because I was just about to say, dude, you could level up. You would go back to 10 years old, and you would trounce fifth graders. You would, you would have a, at least a base knowledge of what you guys were covering. You would test up. You would probably skip ahead a couple grades. But as I'm saying that, I'm arguing against myself now. All those friendships that you had that you cherished when you were younger, you're 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 leveling up, so you're you're getting out of those grades. So it really would be a different, yeah, a, a whole different. Almost uh, immediately, experience. as soon as you got back there, your path would slowly start diverging yeah. from originally what it would. Would it be really great to go back and sort of get one up on those pieces of shit, you know, sure. during that time? Absolutely, but there's no guarantee. If it's just about wealth, there's no guarantee that you're going to earn that wealth. And I would not sacrifice the opportunity to meet Jill and have Natalie. I absolutely okay. would. So my theory on this, because a lot of people in our Discord were like, fuck that, I'm going back to 10 years old. Most of those folks 
were younger than us. Are younger than us. Okay. Right. Some of them are in their mid twenties. Blue pill, and now they're older than us. Some are. Some are late twenties or whatever. I'm like, I'm 38. I'll be 39 in February. I'll jump ahead six years and take 50 million and retire. That's fine. The only reason I struggle to say that is because you know my relationship with death and aging. Yeah, dude. But for a cool 50 million, small price to pay. I don't know, man. Well, the the super shitty part for me is like I skipped six years of Natalie's life. That's true. Natalie is almost twelve by the time this transaction is done, and I'm like, fuck, sure. you know, like I miss wow. all of that. But I also stop working. Buy those years back. Man. I stop working and I retire. Like immediately, yeah. I'm like, bye. I'm done yeah. with whatever I'm doing well, because she goes from six. Or she was from five to twelve, right? Yeah. Or five to. Uh, where is she now? She's six? almost six. She'll be six in February. So, oh, so let's yeah. say this deal didn't go through until February. You you jump to twelve. You still got time to devote your entire like if you could. Yeah, it would suck to miss those years. But if you're retiring, you can devote all your time to having those experience. Yeah, it would. That sucks because I like what Tint says though is crush both pills and mix them into a protein smoothie. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so there's definitely there's definitely some downsides to it, but the idea of at 38, yeah, having to go back 28 years versus if I'm 22, you're like, oh, you have to go back 12 years. I'm much more inclined to do that than jump ahead to 40, 45 when I'm 22. It's like, no, that's no, no, no. no. Who you're gonna spend your life with, and if you haven't established whatever, yeah. yeah. Someone was like, why would I give up the prime years of my life? And I was like, how do you know those are the prime years of your life? But you'll never know. So, but the point being that, yeah, I'm way closer to 45. I'm like, yeah, I'll take six years. No problem. I don't want to go back 28 and relive all that shit. Because the other question is too, is like, what if you, what if another stipulation addendum was that you had to go through the exact same thing that you went through? Like you had to follow the exact same course. Like you... You go back to 10 and you come right back to where you were. Well, but- then, no, there'd be no purpose. I, I feel like that that uh, I feel like that poisons the game because yeah. there's no or that tints the, taints the game. There's no uh, reason to do like if you're only going to if you're going to end up right back where you were and you don't have the power to affect any change, then what's the point in going back? and? Or maybe for a certain period of time, you have to follow like you, you follow the same path because I'm sitting there just thinking like, oh, you're telling me I have to go back to the hotel. All over again. I was like, I don't want to do that. Well, you don't have to, Doug. I, was like, See, I don't want you're to. Like, you're, a rule f- you're like, you're thinking of it in a very linear fashion. Yeah, I don't want to do that. You have to, yeah. I essentially was creating my own nightmare with that. I was like, cool, you can go back, and then you're knowing that I like, I have to go to the hotel. It's like right. you're gonna be here for six long years, buddy. Have but, fun, you know. What I think would be, oh fuck, man, this might we might need to offline. Okay, uh, I'm gonna start this right now. This is copyrighted idea. This IP that we're about to discuss, so no one take it. I think that works. Um, it's like mailing yourself a letter. It's copy. Do a fart. Right? Do a fart noise. That makes it official. There we go. <laughs> Done. So, um, yeah. What if? What like? What a great tragic tragic story to tell from a dramatic side is the person that chooses that red pill goes back, realizes too late that they might not meet the same. Like they might, they, you know, their, their lives going to be a little screwed up and then they do everything. They claw their way to try to have the exact same experiences 
and things just keep going awry and they keep getting further and further. They keep veering further off the path. I feel like that would be a really interesting uh, dramatic or tragic time travel story to tell. Yeah, it's kind of like the butterfly effect, that movie. Oh, shit. I forgot about that movie. Is that, does he try to get back to what is I can't even remember what that movie's about. He's trying to like have this great relationship with this girl and he finds a way to be able to go back in time and affect certain events. But every time he does and comes back, like it's a different outcome. And every time he goes back, he makes it more and more like crazy. Yeah. He makes it worse. So yeah. The only thing I remember from that movie is the heavy set actor, uh, slamming his hand onto a, uh, one of the, the paper, the mm-hmm. thing you used to put receipts on, mm-hmm. or or Ashton, someone yeah. slammed. Their yeah, hand he on. does that as a way to like, because he uses pain that allows him yeah. to sort of like transfer back. So yeah, that's the only thing I remember from it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. okay, well that's cool. Yeah. Um. Ah man, I guess all right. You know what? You've convinced me. I guess because of my current age, I suppose I would take the blue pill. It would suck to jump forward uh, mm-hmm. in time um, and miss certain, like, because you have a kid, I would probably wake up and my dog would be gone. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I would have missed any sort of, yeah, the, the other whatever events. But it would be probably better in the end. In the end, it would probably be net better uh, to take that blue pill, jump ahead six years, have 50 million in the bank and then be like, cool. Now let's have some fun. Right. Now you know, the thing is you're still young enough. I feel like times have changed when we were younger and we looked at 45, it seemed ancient. Now I'm just like, I feel like ages have changed, man. Look at Clooney. Yeah. That right. Just rocking and rolling in his sixties. Yeah. Right. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, cool. Thank you for exploring that with me the whole time. I, like I was it. like, I got to come back. I got to come back and, and talk yeah. about this with Justin. So what I got to ask, uh, what was, uh, what was Slotty's, uh, he brought it up, so I'm assuming he weighed in. Actually, I don't remember what Slotty's response was. Slotty, if you're in the chat here, let us let us know. I think um, I want to say, uh, I don't know. He didn't he didn't weigh in too much, actually. So, yeah, be curious. Get I mean, some he's of that. weighing in quite a bit on this the chat. Yeah. I'm just kind of going back and reading. And I and I, I float this to the lister I as do well. Like what he put here, does the, your family have to get by in a single income during those six years that you jump forward? I'm assuming you're not there, so interesting. Your family doesn't jump with you. So. Yeah. Do they? Oh, here. So here's another. You want to throw a little twist in there? Does your family feel like you've abandoned that? Are you gone for six years of their life, and so do you lose them in that time? Question. You know, thing to consider. Have they mourned you, and now you're coming back out of nowhere? Like, guess what? I got fifty million dollars. Yeah, and big difference. She's like, guess what? I've got a new husband. Right, I moved on. So, yeah, yeah. Complications for sure. But, um, so to the listener, I, I pose this to you too. Reach out to us on our social medias at MindGap Podcast, or shoot us an email, MindGapPodcast at gmail dot com, or head to our Discord and weigh in. Let us know. What do you think? Would you take the red pill? Get the all take all the knowledge you have now and go back to your ten year old self and go from there, or would you take the blue pill? Go ahead to forty five years old and get that cool fifty million dollars. What would you? What would you do? We've all fantasized about taking what we have now and going back to a moment in time, but which one would you commit to? 
stuff. Now, here's an interesting thought too. If you're not to, not to, I know you guys covered this, you know, ad nauseum last week, but let's say you're posing this question to someone who's 47 years old. Like for this 45 year old number is kind of an arbitrary number based off of where we all are in our lives. Mm-hmm. Is is it better to say like, I'll go back two years and get fifty million dollars? <laughs> okay. I don't think that question was for anyone that was over forty. Is my guess, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, is it just in general? You're jumping ahead. Let's say you're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead ten years or fifteen years, or you're jumping backwards fifteen years. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's a different way of putting it. Yeah. So he says he'd go back to and. You know, he'd be willing to take that risk, try to do it better. So, yeah, if you got thoughts on it, weigh in. We'd love to hear from you. Great. great fucking thought. Uh, I love it, man. Good. Yeah, That's Slotty, a, thank I you. Love- it was an yeah. ask practical Doug kind of like thing. It's like, but it turned yeah. into this big discussion, which I loved. And I was like, we got to talk about this. So it's Any great. more of those like, would you rather type things? If you guys have like, weigh in on this one, but if you guys have more of those too, I fucking love these would like you a- rather except yeah. the one that Doug brings up every time that's the only one I'll, I won't oh there's good ones good gross ones but you know <laughs> same for the your anniversary uh, the other thing I want to talk about tonight uh, is uh, you know I know this is some people I think maybe I'm projecting a little bit but you know some people in our community are, are sort of meh about the critical role the Dungeons and Dragons podcast and production but uh, I finally got caught up brought it up to people and they've been mad about it i i think some people i think no in particular was like eh he was just sort of okay. like meh about it and other folks had suggested other um dnd podcasts specifically not yes. about dnd oh no okay. noah's right. noah's very much on board with dnd um, okay so uh some folks have been kind of like I, I think it's because it's so popular that some people are like yeah whatever it's fine there's some better stuff out there and i'm sure there is i'm sure there's there are some great people have suggested some wonderful things but yeah. I, I became very into Critical Role as I was started playing Dungeons and Dragons. I was I started listening to Critical Role to, which was a huge benefit to me to learn how to play, which in my opinion was like watching the best of the best play the game and DM the game. Um, but I just finally got caught up. I finished uh, Campaign Two. I finished listening to Exandria Unlimited. Like I'm fully up to speed, which is perfect timing because. Uh, campaign three for them starts this Thursday, uh, October 21st, live on Twitch and also premiering in some select Cinemark theaters like as well, like their initial premiere, which I think is really cool. So I'm just excited because I'm going to be watching this like or listening to this as it's actually happening, which is as opposed to just like getting caught up, which in a way is kind of nice because I was just like on to the next episode. I have to wait. Right. Um, but I also missed out on the zeitgeist of like what's happening and what do you think about this and you know sort of experiencing it in real time is, is very cool. But um, you know, one that's cool uh, because campaign three starts very 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 soon. But also, um, there was an article in Variety that came out recently um, that I thought was really really cool. Article low key blew my mind when yeah, you sent it. It was really really cool. Um, that sort of just broke down everything that's going on with these guys and in particular how they've sort of created this D and D fantasy empire. And if you don't already know, they are making their own animated show. Like it's actually debuting on Amazon in February and just 
the more I listen to and sort of dive into the critical role, like zeitgeist, just the more blown away I am by the fact that these guys created their own world. Matt Mercer, Dungeon Master, he's also the voice actor. All these folks are voice actors. Um, look but he's, look you, at you. What's that? Yeah, you like what I'm doing? I didn't even notice. Sorry, I, I was oh, that's looking cool, man. at the actual article on my screen, so I was I had navigated away. Look at you all fancy. And I'm shit. trying, man. I'm trying to make this a more enjoyable experience. Uh, Levine23, Crick Roll is such an amazingly weekly ritual in my life. I'm quite proud of them all. Me too. Like, I, you know, first of all, welcome. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. I, I just, I don't know how to say this other than like, I think they are genuinely good people. They seem extremely humble and they are very creative. They have a really great tight knit group of people. And to me, yeah. it is a good and a bad thing because watching and listening to them, it is, in my opinion, that's the best you're going to get. As far as just quality, as far as people who are trained actors yep. who are going to commit, they cry like they, they just are super vulnerable. They're creative. They're funny. They're intelligent. Yeah. And then you have a dungeon master who is super fucking intelligent, creative, understands the game and builds this amazing world for his players to play. In. And they're all super talented voice actors. So they just Matt Mercer's just all these different characters, different accents and just like nails it every single time it's unbelievable i think the thing that blew me away when i was reading that article is is realizing that they didn't all come from an improv background no like the one i i don't know all of them individually but there was one of the people in that article was saying that they hadn't done improv they were just like i don't i don't i don't know the rules of improv but we're just gonna go ahead and we're gonna do this as a group and we're all gonna figure it out together and You've I don't I haven't listened uh, anywhere near what you have, but you've sent me a couple episodes and clips and stuff to watch. And it, from what I've seen, it's it's very impressive. You know, it's not any it's not like you're going to see an improv show where they're ripping them, you know, real quick yeah. and fast. And it's it's oh, my God, how are they doing this? They definitely take their time. But to build the kind of detailed story that they're building, like the, the, it just goes to show the talent. If you have no improv training and you can do that, that's fucking incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's what's what's more most important to me, or like just amazing to me, because this has been such an inspiring story because I've had ideas, stories, that I just have never gotten out of my head and onto paper. And, you know, this all started with them with, you know, they were doing a game in their house. Right. And they happened to be friends with Felicia Day, who ran Geek and Sundry, and uh, a website that was full of nerd stuff and she just kind of approached them and said hey how about you guys stream this on our twitch channel and they're she like the pioneers of internet nerd culture absolutely like, such a or, or internet nerd entertainment culture. yes yeah absolutely and she you know was like you guys should come on they're like i don't know if anyone's gonna want to watch us do dungeons and dragons you know yeah. And it became a huge hit. Like just people were just watching and this was in 2015. They started doing this and it became a thing. They made it all the way through campaign one, which was three years. And then, you know, at some point um, their contract with Geek and Sundry ran up in 2018. They decided to go out on their own and they just started like, they kept building and building and building 
the point where they have their own merch, they have their own board game, they have their own comics, they have um, just countless things, and now they have their own animated television show right. based off the stuff that they built. And guess what? You have the voice actors, trained voice actors, who are going to be revisiting those characters, built right in, and playing them. And it's yeah. just it's 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 mind blowing to me. Just because something else too is. Each one of these episodes is, on average, three and a half, four hours long. Like, these yeah. are not short things. And people consume this content at a ravenous rate. Like, it well, is unbelievable. And didn't they say that, that they were, for season one of this, this animated series, it's The Legend of Vox Machina, I think mm -hmm. is what it's called. For the first season, they're revisiting campaign one, right? And they're pulling mm -hmm. from that. And one of the people in uh, in the in the... The guild, I guess, right? They said that. Uh, is that not right? <laughs> no, but it's cool. It works. <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, cool. <laughs> no details about what I just said offline. Um, you'll have to explain to me what I said. Um, no, just uh, one of the people had said that they were so uh, overwhelmed to do right by the audience because they were like, these campaigns take us years, literally years to complete. And each episode's three plus hours, and there is so much fucking story that how do you pare that down to a 22 minute, 22 minute episode and not piss everyone off because you missed their favorite bit from that first campaign? Or oh, yeah. They were talking about how they had, to, they, they had to cut stuff out, yeah. you know? And they also were like, we're not going to retell this straight. Like, they're going to be deviations from right. what we did, too, you know? Right. But it's, I, I am just like, because the best thing was they were looking for they did a Kickstarter for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. This That's, blows my mind. Because they were gonna do a thirty minute animated thing within thirty minutes. Within yeah. thirty minutes, it was funded, and ultimately they ended up with eleven million dollars. That's fucking insane. Eighty eight thousand people donated. Yes, and they were just like, uh, they kept going like, we got to come up with stretch goals, and then they're like, they said it was like two, it was like a, a double edged sword because they're like, awesome, we're getting on this, and they're like. Oh my God, we have all this other stuff we have to do. Like we have to come up with stretch goals and then we have to deliver on those things. It's like, holy <laughs> fucking shit. Like, what do we do? And then yeah. uh, what I love in there is like, they, they were pitching this. They were working with a production studio called Titmouse and they were trying to like pitch this to other studios and stuff. And the studios were just really like, ah, uh, so this is a show about you guys playing Dungeons and Dragons. They're like, no, it's, it's, it's animated. It's, it's, they didn't get it. Right. But as soon as this Kickstarter generated 11 million dollars everyone came back and they were interested because they were like cool there's obviously a very interested fan base um that it's one of those things where they're like we we want to try and ex expand on this uh levine 23 says yeah as one of those donors it was a crazy time that's amazing because again i missed all of this because i just started really in the last year or so listening to the podcast and, and getting caught up so I had no idea what was going on with it. I can only imagine how crazy they would have been to, to donate, to be a part of it and just see like the constant like influx yeah. of stuff. And then to hear that Amazon was like, we're ordering two seasons, 24 episodes. Like, yeah, it's, it's absolutely mind boggling. Well, and, and Titmouse who they partnered with, I mean, my God, talk about a great, like they do, oh. uh, they do big mouth and they did that star, uh, star Trek one for mm -hmm. uh, Paramount plus and, a whole but if you just if you look through their shit like a bunch of stuff for adult swim they're partnering with a wonderful a wonderful fucking uh company 
Yeah. And and the fact that yeah, the fact that they find they they thank God they had people come back to the table. Yeah. You know, and and, and want to to get into this. Uh, Levine twenty three says uh, you were just refreshing like a mad person on Kickstarter for a month. How high could it go? Like, it, it just, <laughs> and again, I can only imagine what it means on their end to be like. Yeah. People want this so bad, like, and, and they just, they were like, uh, okay. And they just, they, it's, 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 they're so humbled. They're so kind. And there's the, you know, the fact that they would sell out theaters for people to come and watch them I play mean, Dungeons and Dragons, insane, man. Right. Like they're doing what they, this is, uh, was, I think it was when we were talking with Tex, mm -hmm. he yeah. was just kind of what he was talking about. We've, we've touched on it in other episodes, but you do what you love to do. Be truthful in what you're making. And no, there may be no one that listens. There may yeah. be no one that ever finds it, but you're still doing it because you like doing it. Best case scenario, people see that. They see that it's authentic and they're like, there's something I, people find authenticity. If they know that it's canned and it's fucking weird, they're, they're going to sniff that out. People yeah. can sniff that out like nothing. If it's authentic and it's truly what you love doing, this is what can happen. It, yeah, it won't always happen, but this can happen. And exactly. That's what's been most inspiring to me is just that they keep going with this. And you know, what I loved about the article, too, is, you know, they're not in this for the money. They're in this to create stuff. And I think right. which is amazing to me, too, because all these players like they had to take on official corporate roles like <laughs> like uh, uh, um, fucking Travis Willingham is like. The CEO, which I was like, wait, what? He's the CEO of this? Okay, this guy's amazing. Right. I didn't peg him as a CEO of this corporation. Like that, they, they have a team of 40 people. They have a full production studio. They have a, a set, which I, I sent you a video today of like, they spent all this money updating their set. And it was yeah. just so cool to see what they've been getting into. And, you know, it's, it's amazing to me too, because... Um, you know, recently there was a Twitch uh, breach, and part of that, uh, someone had leaked out financial information, meaning like who were all the payouts that went to you know different streamers, and the number one most paid out Twitch stream of 2020 was Critical Role, and they made just over under 10 million dollars. Crazy. Which blew my mind because I was going through it. I was like, oh, I don't even know who most of the streamers are. But I was like, cool, cool, cool. And the number one is like Critical Role. And I was like, wait, what? I, I think it blew a lot of people's minds. Like a lot of people were like, yeah. wait, how much? And those are subs. Like, yeah, I'm sure some of that is also ads and stuff that they get put on there, you know, whatever. Sure. But, but if you think about that, too, that's just on Twitch. Yeah. That's not their YouTube revenue. That's not their merchandise revenue. Their that's podcast their revenue. Pod like sponsorships. There are so, like that's fucking bonkers that they are making that much money doing uh, playing. Yeah. They're making that much money playing. And they don't take that for granted. I know they no. don't take that for granted. And I know some people, I guess there was a little bit of backlash for some people cuz they were like, "Holy shit." I think they were like, "Oh, this is this indie group of people that were are making this thing. And when they realized how much money they made, I think for some of them, it was just sort of like, I don't know, a weird sense of disillusionment of like, wait, you're making that much. Like it just, I guess it turns some right. people off. But for me, when I saw a video they released today about what, how they were rebuilding their sets and seeing what they're putting their money into investing yeah. in things like board games, comic books, Right. You know, hiring a full fucking crew of people 
to film We're their shit. Like partnering with the official D and D company and, yes. and making his own expansions and yes. stuff. Like, come on, yeah. Yeah. It's but that's the wild. thing is everyone loves everyone loves what they love until they find out it's gotten too successful. Like they that's 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 the the celebrity or the uh, success culture is that we want to build you up to a point and then we get to take you back down. Yeah. Because you've gotten too successful by our standards now. The standards that we gave you to make you successful, we're going to now use those against you and bring you back down and it's I, I I don't, there's nothing wrong with it, man. Like they're, they're yeah. doing what they're doing. So, so they're making a ton of money. Great. Do you mm-hmm. like what they're producing? Great. Then shut up, keep consuming and move on. Well, I remember, I um, don't, don't understand why people, it, it's a, it, and I, I don't want to interrupt, but no, no, I was interrupting you. I'm the dick. Well, the thing about art. Yeah. Like people don't ever want to admit what that art has value. You know, it's like, do yeah. keep, keep giving keep creating keep giving me things to entertain myself but oh i i'm sorry you want me to pay for this thing ah i don't know about that okay well then i'm gonna stop making it how could you stop making it everyone loves it well then pay us i don't want to pay you like it's this weird cyclical argument that just that that it's never ending and i i i don't understand why people have such a hard time placing value on 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 entertainment and art that they consume if you're consuming it you pay for a burger, you consume the burger. If you're consuming entertainment, you've got to pay for it. It yeah. costs money to make. It's so what weird because it's a weird thing to consume. It's a weird commodity because a burger you can feel. You yes. eat it, you enjoy it, you taste it, you digest it. Like you get all of that sort of stuff. Whereas like watching a show, you get enjoyment out of it, but it's such an intangible thing. And I've always had a problem with that ever since I dabbled in the music business. And, you know, people just stealing music left and right or, you know, anything like that. How people were just willing to do that. I was like, you know, I, I, I firmly believe in, you know, paying an artist what they're owed. I get really, really concerned about even just using a thumbnail from someplace. Like, I'm like, who took this picture? I want to give them credit. Absolutely. Like, yeah, because I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, someone was able to use their camera to take a photo that I can't take. Right. And I am no good at yet, you know, I want to make sure that they get the credit and they get that sort of stuff. So, you know, for something like this, I was like, are you enjoying what they're putting together? Are you enjoying the story that Matthew Mercer is writing and telling and that the whole crew is improvising because it's a story they're telling together? Like when you hear about all the work that goes into it, like the fact that based on what the players do, Matt... One of my favorite things is the wrap-up of campaign two. They're like, what if we would have done this? He goes, you would have gone down a completely different path that I had planned out that I just scrapped because you went this completely different way. Sure. And he's like, you know, as a DM, you can't flesh everything out or you'll lose your mind because you just can't, you can't count. And that was my problem. I'm still learning to be a a dungeon master, but like, I was like trying to plan for everything. You can't plan for everything. You got to have a rough idea. Right. And then you got to roll with it. And when you see just like, they're telling this beautiful story with these characters and you get so attached to them and you're like, oh my God. And then God forbid one of them dies. And, you're, and you feel it. Right. There was a character that died in campaign two and everyone was like, oh no. It, it was gut-wrenching. It's going to happen. You yeah. know, like there were these moments where you're like, people almost died and you're like, oh, you, the, the, the stakes feel real. 
right? You know? It's not like one of those things where, and that's, I think that's the big difference is you're playing a game like, oh, okay, let's just, we'll make an exception because we want to keep going or we want to, and in this, it's like, no, you, you rolled wrong and you're out. My, my favorite part is when that character died and Matthew Mercer just, you know, did his thing. He goes, all right, this character hits you. Um, you are dying. Uh, I, would you like, do you have any last words? Basically, I'm giving you your turn to say your last things before you die. Right, because this character has to stop speaking now because because a, a giant blade was just driven into his chest on the ground and, and the, the player was like I spit in his face he's like and you watch as he spits in his face as he dies and the player got up and walked away from the table you could tell he was really upset wow. because interesting it was his character like that was it and at that stage of the game they didn't have the ability to bring him back to life so that right. was it it was over and that's yeah, a very from, real part of this game like from a technical standpoint does that actor, does that real person die do, in real life? Yes. Is that how it works, yeah. man? That's it's like the matrix. You stakes. die in the game, you die in real life. <laughs> That's high stakes, baby. We're invested. This is like some yeah. squid game shit. You know, I'm telling you, man, don't fuck around with Matt Mercer. Uh, no, does, does, is, do they have, uh, ancillary characters that then a new character joins the group like great question or is this person just does do they have to take their ball and go home well the, get to the table anymore this person wasn't there for several weeks no and shit. then they created a new character and they were integrated back into the game and right. you know it depends right because they'll, they'll see if they can make it work if it's late in the campaign that may be it man they may not yeah. be there they have some guest people come by and do some yeah. guest spots and, and whatever. And, you know, it's it's wild. And, and sitting there listening to it, it's it's just I I I've never watched the show live or anything like that. I've always just listened on the podcast and I'm just I'm there just mentally just listing them, sure. describe stuff and things are happening, the conversations. And it's just so well done. And I I, I just keep going back to the fact that this is something. This is a game they were playing in a dining room. Right. Game yeah. they were playing in, in a right. dining room that someone was like, why don't you go stream this? And people found it, they glommed onto it, and they've experienced it, and it's grown to a, a wonderful state that I am just gushing over this because this is something that, I guess, if I can be vulnerable, I hope I can do something like this someday. That I can sure. create something, a story, that can be enjoyed... And what was crazy was in the limited series that did Exandria Unlimited, Matthew Mercer, who created this entire universe, this entire universe, stepped away from the DM position, let someone else DM a story in his world. And this person, this woman said it was terrifying to basically be like, I'm going to go, not only am I going to play in your world, you are going to play in the world that you created, but I'm gonna I'm telling you the story in the world that you created. Oh, so Matt Mercer didn't just peace out for a couple of weeks. He actually joined. He was a player, team. as oh, a player, and he played wow. in that world. And she was using the universe that he had created, and it was amazing. It was so cool to watch. And he, they said in their breakdown that he goes, "It was extremely surreal." Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> to play in a world that I created that someone else was DMing. He was like, yeah. Like well, it was. <laughs> you think about too <clears throat> how actors always talk about how they get attached to these characters. 
like like in, in movie actors, film yeah. actors, or TV actors. They're like they're playing this character for so long, or they're immersed in this world, and they find ways to connect themselves with it. And you know, uh, they a lot of people say that there's like this catharsis that goes along with it, to where maybe it lines up to where this character's going through something I was actually going through at the time, and I was able to work through that. And there's a, there's a lot of these weird stories. Those are you're filming. You know, you 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 get the scripts, you prep, you film for three four months. You know maybe five, six months in a bigger movie. And then, then you start to shed the character. Then you do press and everything, but you're, you're maybe only really with that character for most actors. I would say for maybe a year, these people have been with these characters for six years. And so living in this world. So really to think about to go like, Oh, it's just a game that they're pretending and this and that, like, why is it so, You've got to think you are literally living in this world on a weekly basis on a very real level. So it it is to hand that off to someone that is like handing a piece of your soul off to someone. Right. It's just it's it's hard to imagine unless you've really created something. And even I and probably you can't imagine the depth of how hard that actually is. You no, know, not at all. Fine says uh, memorable, memorable show. Campaign one had deaths, but those could be sometimes be fixed with resurrections, but those are a whole wild trip. Absolutely. Um, and Jared says, is this how George Lucas feels watching other people make Star Wars stories? I had the same thought, right? Like you created this world, this universe, yeah. and then other people are playing in it. Um, but what's but here's the thing. George Lucas isn't an actor in the movie that you're making about Star Wars. In this situation... Only because someone told him no. You can't do it. Um, uh, and... Like legally, you can't be on the set, sir. Um, not again. <laughs> Please leave the set. Yeah, I don't care if you want a hoagie. You go somewhere else. All right. Um, not again. Not again. But you know, in this world, I mean, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, how crazy is it that you are DMing for the guy who created yeah. this, and he's just playing it? But of course, Matt is such a humble person, and he was just going with it and having a good time, and you know, just living it up and it was it was absolutely amazing but the the depth of what he's created and, and and the life that it's taken on unto itself just every i mean they've even talked in the article they're in the very early stages of making a video game right about this which i'm just like yes amazing yeah. like well, and he, they even said too that they're like we're only scratching the surface of the ideas that we have so you sit there and hear that and you go, my God, what the fuck else could you possibly have to do? Yeah. And apparently a whole shitload more. Their portfolio is going to run deep. Well, that's the beauty of this too. Like, and I think studios like Amazon understand that is, is one of their sort of catchphrases at the end of the show is they say, you know, there's an unlimited amount of stories out there and we can't wait to tell them all. Like it's like the, the cool. sky. There is literally an unlimited amount of stories they can tell in this world uh, that, that Matt Mercer has built. And it's, it's so cool that they can just sort of kind of have these offshoots and different things like that. And I, I am so happy for these group of folks because not only are they incredibly talented voice actors, like if you go and look at the resume of some of the shit that they've been doing, you're like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, right. it's unbelievable the shit that they've done. Um, but they just, they're doing something they love. And it's, you said it the, when we first started talking about this, it's the authentic. They love doing this shit. 
They love playing with each other. Yeah. And it's so much fun. And I'm super thrilled because campaign one had characters. Campaign two had different characters. Campaign three is going to have different characters. So it's going to be wild to see what so they the make. That people that they have done for the last three years or whatever, uh, they're, that's, that is wrapped up. That, that would be the same as like Miley is put away from our, from our uh, D&D. Here's the like thing. Put away and, and I'm playing a brand new character now. Yes, they will put them away, but that character still exists in that universe. Because they're still in the same universe. Okay. So, for example, campaign one took place on one particular continent. Okay. Campaign two happened on a continent right next door. And there was a couple characters that crossed over and were in both campaigns. And so, in the timeline, these characters are still around. So, Matt can just pluck them and show them and have these little reveals. Like, there was a giant reveal in campaign two where... You meet this character who was like being mind controlled. They broke them out of it. And one of them realized it was the mother of, a, of one of their characters from campaign one. And she lost her mind. She was like, when it was over, she goes, that was my mom. And she, you know, it had no relation to her character here, but in her campaign one, it was, he had pulled, he goes, this was a long time coming. Like he had plucked it, wow. put her there. And I think he said it was a possibility. They could have done that in campaign one. They just never got to it. These characters went there. He's like, there's, and he wasn't overt about it either. But my, that was one of my favorite episodes because someone in the chat called it out of Twitch. Yeah. And the way that it played out was one of the people, Sam Regal, just happened to be on at the end of the episode, was just seeing how many people are on Twitch right now at the end of the show. Like 17,000 people. The chat is just, yeah. He just happened to spot one. That goes, I think that's so-and-so's mother. And he just kind of sat there. And someone did this beautiful video of, like, showing it, like, live, how it happened. And you just kind of see him sit there. He kind of looks up. He smiles. He sends a text to one of the other guys. And the other guy just turns on and goes, oh, this is a long game. And they sent it to the, to the woman. Like, say, hey, this is mine. But she was so busy, she didn't see it. So the two yeah. of them just sat there and watched it unfold. And then when it finally came to realization and everyone lost their minds, like we've been sitting on this for like 10 minutes. And she was like, what, what? And it, like, those are the moments that it's like, so all that being said, campaign one characters still there. Campaign two characters yeah. still there. Campaign three characters, brand new. I mean, I think they did like a, a, as one of the stretch goals, they did a one shot where it was like campaign one characters versus campaign two characters and like a <laughs> throwdown. I love um, that. I haven't actually listened to that one yet, but it was like, you know, probably like a not canon thing that happened, but, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's unbelievable. So the thing is, yeah. I, I probably won't start, uh, listening to this or trying to catch up or, or doing it. It's, it's just too much of a commitment, yeah. but, uh, I will 100% continue to consume the, uh, clips that you send me, any recommendations that you think I need to, because even from an outsider's perspective who has no context, these are still enjoyable. Like yeah. you like watch from this time to this time marker and I'll watch it. And I'm like, I don't really know the ins and outs of what's going on, but what I watched was super fucking fun. Yeah. And again, you can just see the pleasure just oozing out of them. Like they love what they're doing. And that is just in and of itself fun to watch. And I will 100% be watching this uh, Amazon Prime show that they've got coming up because I love the fact that 
There's Easter eggs for the hardcore fans, but you don't need to have seen a single episode to jump into to this. They're going to make it, they're going to make it, uh, uh, they're going to bridge that gap. And I, I, yeah. I absolutely respect that and love it. I think the extra thing, which I've already mentioned, is that the voices that you heard in the campaign are going to be the same people voicing the same characters. You're not going right. to lose an ounce of who these characters are because these were the people who were playing the characters and right. they know them inside and out. And I think that's just an extra layer of like excitement, like watching right. these things sort of play out. Like it's it'll be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 100%. So the other thing that I'm really looking forward uh, when it premieres, uh, and I don't know if you, if you've heard that this is coming out, but welcome down oh it's here it's here i didn't set a timer for this one so i'm just guessing are we about at the right time oh yeah we're past i don't i didn't give a shit i watched this we're going longer tonight i don't care because we were in the thick of it baby (laughs) in the thick of it i told you last night i was like let's just do two and a half hours you're like let's do like a three hour like uh uh, critical role episode i'm like fuck yeah, yeah let's do it um all right Wait, did this get put into the? Yeah, I think it got put into the wrong spot. Yeah, okay. it's all good though. The, the council of elders are drunk tonight, uh, apparently. So I got real confused. It's all, all right. good. Dougie, you ready? All right, let's do it. Tonight's throwdown <laughs> is McGruff the crime dog versus Smokey the bear. All right. Well, I think I had a transition over here so you guys can see what I look at every week as I'm. Uh, oh, I love that we can do this now. Yeah, this is cool. This will be this will be really fun. Who do you want? Do you want Smokey the Bear or do you want uh, McGruff the Crime yeah, Dog? I'll take McGruff the Crime Dog. All right. I love how he's listed as Do Gooder. Is that his name? Why is he Do Gooder? What? Oh, is that just like their alignment? That's their Do Gooders? Yeah, alignment. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like love Smokey this. The bear is chaotic good. I love this. Full name: Smoky Bear, alias Smoky the Bear. <laughs> Occupation: Ooh. Question mark. Powers and skills: Question mark. Hobby: Question mark. I love it. Lots of unknowns with Smoky. Oh, good. This is a short article. This is very, very simple. What do the instructions say? Not a lot of material out there on these uh, stats for these two. At least stuff that's not completely ridiculous. Okay, there's really ridiculous stuff if you want McGruff Smoky. Okay, okay, cool. All right, so uh, what do we got? Smokey the Bear. Okay, first of all, does he get to have the shovel or not? We'll put okay, that, put a pin in that. Put a pin in that for now. Uh, yeah, are we going, we're going with the uh, Hero Fandom one, not the Death Battle Fandom one, right? Correct. Shorter articles and we get to debate it? Got it. Yes. Uh, let's see here. The bear is a do-gooder wishing to protect other animals from the deadly red flower of fire. Motivation to stop fires began when wildfire destroyed his home and family. Oh, Jesus, when he was a little cub. God damn tragic backstory he doesn't have many impressive heroic feats but when it comes to protecting his land he can stop time grow to the size of mountains and disguise himself as anyone wait where does that happen why is that not listed under his powers and skills i'm sorry i'm gonna need a citation for that because that seems overpowered yeah but he has the shovel (laughs) <laughs> he needs that. He has the shovel. Uh, right. 
yeah, that's I didn't realize he was uh, so powerful. Okay, um, I don't think there's anything else for him, right? Nope, so, that's it. McGruff, it is. He's a do-gooder. He's an anthropomorphic character from the McGruff, the crime dog ads and public service announcements. Uh, if you grew up in the eighties and nineties, then you a hundred percent know who McGruff is. Um, let's see. What uh, a weird sentence that says he's, he was first used in the 1960s when public figures were getting assassinated, such as John F. Kennedy, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. That's what's apropos of nothing. What's, what's the relevance of that? Right. I don't, Man, uh, you guys pulled some interesting. I feel like this needs to be a throwdown from it's it's article versus article. Who the fuck wrote that? Like takes that takes a bite of crime and appears in various commercials. Recently, is featured in a Geico commercial. Yada yada yada. He can turn. Let's see. The character can turn from live action to animated and is known for pausing time. Oh, okay. He's got eye manipulation skills. He sees, which is a stretch to even say. He's uh, able to predict crimes before they happen. He's got a precognition. Oh, boy. Using Sorry, they call it pre-detective skills, which sounds more like you're minoring in detective. Right. He uh, I undrew, <laughs> went to undergrad for detective. He rarely <laughs> stops crimes. <laughs> he knows they're going to happen, but he's complicit. But he encourages he, you to do it, you lazy fuck. Right. Uh, he, hey, kid, that guy's about to shoot someone. Go, go jump in front of that bullet. So really, McGruff is a—he's an instigator. Uh, his design hasn't changed much. Pop, 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 pop. History debuted in the eighties. Wait, what? First, does that not ma- does that not not add up, Justin? Mm, I don't. This is all sus. Uh, billboard, radio, ad console, blah blah blah. Cool. So he's a dog who wears a trench coat and. Uh, a hundred percent of public flasher. Uh, he's got precog skills and he can stop time. So here's the thing. They both have time abilities, but McGruff's not going to do anything about the situation. No, he's, he's going to put someone in harm's way. He won't do the harm. Whereas Smokey, the bear is going to do everything he can to protect his land. He's a, he's a bear of action. He will take the required action to, to do what needs to be done. But Gruff, not going to do anything. He's like the watcher. Wait, you know? How does Smokey have... You said he has uh, time manipulation? Yeah, it says... Uh, this bear is a do-gooder wishing to protect other animals. Uh, he doesn't have many impressive heroic feats, but when it comes to protecting his land, he can stop time, grow oh. to the size of mountains, and disguise himself as anyone. Yeah, man. Yeah. Jared says, these are like the American version of Harold the Giraffe and Fat Cat. I'm going to pretend Scruff is Harold and Smokey is Fat Cat. This just in from the other side of the world. This has been 30 Seconds with Jared. I need to get some sort of a news bumper that we can just play. (laughs) And we'll just have, what's going on in Australia? (laughs) Harold the Giraffe. I'm surprised it wasn't an emu and a... You sure it wasn't Jerry the Giraffe? Because if I know anything about him, he's going to steal your hair ties. Again, there are like four people in the world who know what that means. Yeah. And it's really funny. Yeah. Um, we need to get, what we need to do is get a clip of that and use that as the outro song every week. 
Oh shit! I I have I know there's a YouTube uh, clip of him doing that whole thing, that whole bit. Well, so let's see if we can find a clean uh, version of it. That yeah. might be it. that might be premiering as a very inside joke yes. down the road. Harry the giraffe. Back to the task at hand. Um, uh, look, I I I don't think. I think it's smoky all day. I don't yeah. see any way that McGruff can can win this one. Um, it's a bear versus a dog at the end of the day. That's also, if we just break down the physiology of this, this is a bear versus a dog and a bear right. that can, you know, when protecting his land, can grow the size of mountains, disguise himself and stop time. I mean, this bear all day, baby. Yeah. So I think we're saying it's... <laughs> prevent forest fires bitch <laughs> going down scruff mcdog i mean uh, a man-sized bear and a man-sized dog but growing to a mountain size is hard to beat couldn't have said it better myself mcgruff slogan smoke is only you can prevent for oh take a bite out of crime yeah take a bite out of my ass and smokey does it's over <laughs> You know McGruff is a freak, though, right? Of course. Like, McGruff is a straight-up freak. You don't wear a trench coat like that with nothing beneath it. You know what I mean? No. Not, not have some... Uh, he, he, he earns his keep with that. Yeah. Gizzies and everything. Holy shit, that was a long one, but a good one. So thank you all for hanging out with us. This was, in particular, thank you, uh, uh, Levine23. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Hopefully I am. Uh, and giving us your insight on Critical Role, I, I appreciate it. I'm glad you're here. It's so good to have you here. Um, but before we wrap everything up, Justin, what do you have to recommend this week? Uh, I'll say this. Uh, Ted Lasso Season 2 is you know, completely wrapped up. So if you had the inkling of waiting until uh, both Season 1 and Season 2 were out, now's the time to sign up for that free seven-day trial. Um, go watch Ted Lasso Season 1, Season 2. And then I'll... Uh, I Look, I know... I've got, I'm sure, 10 things that I've watched in the last week that I could probably recommend. Um, I'm going to recommend again because I, I, I am, we've got 15 minutes to go in the last episode of the last season that is currently out, Peaky Blinders. Fucking really, really fun. Well, it's not fun. It's a great show. Uh, it's intense. Uh, it's tragic. It's interesting. It's well shot, incredibly acted, well written. I think it's a wonderful show. So Peaky Blinders on Netflix. And if you're a accent file like me and just love hearing British and Scottish and uh, English or Irish and all sorts of other fun accents, check it out. It's a really great show. Um, yeah. Oh, also, we uh, babysat some kids over the weekend. Bluey. If you've never seen that show, it is legitimately entertaining and wholesome and a wonderful kids show. I think Natalie would like it if, uh, she's if, got plenty of shit to watch, but you tell her it's an Abby dog and she'll be all over it. Yeah, it's fine. She's watching magic school bus right now. So let right, roll with I'll, that. I'll get the message to her somehow. Thank you. Okay. Doug, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to recommend something similar to what I recommend. Actually the exact thing, same thing I recommended last week, which is midnight mass. Um, Jared, you never told us about Bluey. About Bluey a billion times. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember ever hearing it. Sorry. What were you saying, Doug? Uh, Midnight Mass. 
on Netflix. Um, it's I finished it, but it's still living in my head, and I still think about it. It's it's a limited series on Netflix, one season. I don't think there's going to be any more. Um, I don't know, Justin, are you familiar with this at all? I saw the trailer, but I I don't know anything else about it. Fucking great, man! Wonderful, okay. very very real big Stephen King vibes for me, which was a big big win. Um, it's got some phenomenal acting, some excellent monologues. Uh, really shot very well. It's creepy and it's it obviously deals a lot with religion. I highly recommend. It. So definitely check that out. It's a great October month. October watch. Yeah, not overly gory or anything like that, but it's it's fucking great, man. It it Good. it checked all the boxes for me. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Love it. You should also, if you love us, please do us a solid and check us out on all of our social medias at MindGap Podcast. Also, check out our YouTube channel where we post all of our episodes as well as highlights from our shows and our video game streams. And please, please, please head over to Twitch.tv/MindGapPodcast. Drop a like, drop a follow, and make sure you turn on the notifications so you get notified whenever we go live. We go live on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central to record our podcasts, and we go live on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central where I host a video game stream of who knows what. Uh, so you should come check that out. And also, don't forget to check out Justin online as well. On Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, Amazon Music, all the places you can find and consume podcasts. Rate us, review us, give us a like, share us. Anything you can do that is positive, we like. So do those things. And then 2East8th.com slash MindGap, and then keep an eye on all of 2East8th stuff. Oh, uh, when this mm. episode comes out... Uh, this episode drops on the same day that we're releasing Peekaboo Man. Uh, short film, very short film, uh, that is uh, just in time for Halloween. It's our first horror short. So uh, written and directed uh, by, and shot by Drew Dahl um, in his house in California uh, during the pandemic uh, with very limited actors. So, And it's Max's big screen debut. Awesome. His son gets a cameo. Cool. And also, I'd just like to add that, you know, doing something like leaving a review and sharing that sort of stuff, it's, Justin's always talks about it every week, but it's one of those things where um, you could you could get another person, grab some attention from somebody, and you may just drive another person to the MindGap family. So, it means a lot to us uh, just to leave a review, share, to rate, all that sort of stuff. It goes along. Um, but, you know. Thank you all for hanging out. This was a wonderful episode, Justin. We're glad to have you back, buddy. Good to be back, as always. Nice. And to that, uh, Justin, I say thank you. Doug, thank you. Twitch, thank you. Listeners, thank you. You all have a dandy fucking. Mind Gap Podcast.